the idea for us, when we come up with a theme for an exhibit, is to provide a topic, a theme, that students can interpret in a number of different ways, not in a single way. So in other words, this image by itself is not really what we're interested in, because that would be sort of the one way of understanding what the word recycled maybe is about. And actually, as an analogy, uh, before that, what I'd like to do is to talk a little bit about, okay, a flashlight versus a candle. So these are two different ways of illuminating the darkness. And oftentimes we think of the arts as a way of illuminating the darkness, making us understand better the world that we live in. So, so a flashlight. So a flashlight is the kind of tool that you use if you're trying to illuminate a particular spot. So in this case, a, couple, a picture of a couple of tents. So what a flashlight does is it sort of says, here is the one thing I want to be able to see. It's very, very bright. It's easy to see those particular objects, but it's not really easy to see beyond that. You can see the really dark shadows that it sort of creates beyond it. So anything beyond the scope of the flashlight is lost to us. Now that symbol that I was showing you before, it's a little like a flashlight. In other words, you know exactly what it's supposed to mean right away. There isn't any sort of ambiguity ambiguity about it. Instead, you know that means I should go out and take my paper refuse and put it in a particular kind of act, uh, spot. Now in contrast, a candle. A candle also illuminates the darkness, but the candle does it in a different way. It illuminates it in 360 degrees, all the way around, not in just one direction. And it tends to be kind of illuminating in a soft way, so it radiates out. So the thing that's closest to the candle, you can see pretty well, but then there's hints of the things beyond it, and there's hints beyond that also. Now both of those things, a candle and a flashlight, illuminate the darkness. But on one hand, what we're doing is we're saying, what might be out there? What can I look at? What, what can I notice within the room? As opposed to the, oh, here's my right answer. Here's the, um, the tense that I'm supposed to be looking at. So what we really tried to do was encourage our students to think of, thinking of recycling in the way that a candle illuminates something, not the way that a flashlight does. So what you're going to see right now is images from the exhibit itself uh, projected up on the screen. They'll be changing every couple of seconds. And what I'd like to do is to give you some information about the exhibit itself, uh, as well as one of the things we ask the artist to do is to write a statement. And a statement is sort of how do they choose to interpret the theme? What were they thinking about when they were choosing to illuminate and choosing to explore what the theme may mean for them individually? And I'll talk or give you uh, some quotes from that. So first of all, some of the information. There were 61 artists participating in this year's exhibit. There are 89 works of art, so some of the artists have more than one. So it's a full little space if you've never been down in that particular area. It includes things like drawings and ceramics. It includes examples of paintings and photography. It also includes sculpture and watercolor. So a variety of media, which allows artists to explore the themes in different kinds of ways. The other thing we did was he said, you know, the word recycled, again, tends to be that little symbol kind of maybe a closed meaning. We want people to think further than that. So we said, well, what are some of the other words that connect to recycled? And some of those words are these, to reform, to regenerate, to redeem, to reprocess, to reclaim, to repurpose, to redefine, to restore, to recondition, to recover, to reuse,
As I said, we asked each of the artists to talk a little bit about how they chose to interpret the theme, what kinds of aspects of their lives resonated with the theme, and these other kinds of words or possibilities. I'd like to share some quotes from some of those statements. One artist said, I wanted to make a piece that explored the ways I find hope and renewal in being outside with plants and creatures. Imagining new uses for objects can uncover beauty that was once unnoticed. Another artist said, I wanted to show that the word redeem doesn't only hold religious significance. Another artist said, memories cannot be recycled like an old rubber tire or plastic bottles. I basically took old objects and created something new. This image demonstrates how recycling trash can be colorful, valuable, and can positively influence the environment. Another artist said, it deals with the dynamic relationship between the fall and the deconstruction of one thing and the growth of another. Another artist said, my intent was to portray our tendency to overlook our actions with little regard for who, where, or what pays the price. The fact that some animals can regrow some parts of their bodies is very cool. I thought about how nature in fall recycles itself. I tried to communicate how families pass down and recycle objects and values to incoming generations. My piece mainly says we need to stop throwing garbage into other species' environments. I thought about how water is constantly being reused in the world. It also made me think about how the seasons change. This piece demonstrates how the recycling of various elements or items can impact the producer and the outcome of the product. I was thinking about cycles that change broken things into new life. These trash cans around campus are a constant reminder to be aware of the trash we produce. Another student wrote, this bridge of recycled materials is creating a pathway, literally, to encourage a better way of life. When I think of recycling, I also think of repetition, something being used and reused over and over again. My piece is meant to illustrate the effects of human consumption on the earth. Even recycling and the processing of it creates significant amounts of, pop, of uh, pollution. Another student wrote, imagining new uses for objects can uncover beauty that was once unnoticed. And plastic bottles are one of the most harmful man-made objects for our environment, yet we continue to make them. So as you can see, our student artists, your friends, your peers, found very, um, very, a lot of very personal connections and ideas from which to make their artwork. And you saw very few little, little arrows with stars chasing their, chasing their tails. We've also asked several of the artists to share with you a bit more about their particular approach towards their particular work. Uh, we'll be hearing from three students, Rachel Yoder, Diana Campos, and Caitlin O'Neill.
I'm Rachel Yoder. I'm from the small town of Howe, Indiana, and I am a junior art education major. When the theme for this gallery was introduced to us, we were told it was about recycling. And so as Randy said, we kind of dove a little deeper into the broader terms of what recycling was. And he gave us these different words to kind of look up. And so the word that I had was regeneration. And so I went to Google and I Googled it and I found the definition and the antonyms and the synonyms to kind of get a broader sense of how I could use the word and what I could come up with. And something, I was, became focused on was the antonyms, um, destruction, um, death, uh, who, excuse me, ruin, damage. And I started to think about how there are some things in this world that we can't renew and we can't recycle. And I became fixated on the idea and my interpretation then became about how we need to focus on the things that are we need to cherish moments that are precious to us that we can't renew and we need to take care of them and become familiar with them and cherish them. So for my piece, I wanted to capture those moments of those precious memories. And so I started reading articles on Alzheimer's and memory loss because those are things that you can't renew. And once I started looking at that, I was like, oh wow, memories are precious to us. And sometimes we don't, we take moments with people and the places we see for granted. And we don't take care of ourselves. And Alzheimer's, there's really no cause for it. It's just, it all comes down to how we take care of our body and our minds. And if we don't take care of it, we start to lose things, such as our memory. So for me, I wanted to try to capture a safe haven. Um, a place of peace. And so for my piece, I focused a lot on flowers because flowers, they only bloom for so long before they lose their bloom. They have kind of a cycle of themselves and the way they recycle. Every season they come back. So for the flowers that I chose, I chose pansies, which for them, the symbolism behind them is thoughts and memories. And then the lotus flower is about regeneration and rebirth. And it's also closely tied to death. And as well, I use rosemary, which is also the remembrance of death, the death of a loved one. So I tied those all together to try to create this safe haven. But then I wanted to show that eerie connection of the inevitable end that can happen if we don't take care of our mind and bodies, which is the loss of those moments. So I created a, a background of a decaying brain to kind of show that eerie resemblance between the precious moments, but not cherishing them and not taking care of them. And it's kind of intense when I was working, I was like, oh wow, this piece is a little bit much. But it turned out well and I wanted to try to convey that if we don't take care of ourselves, then things can happen, the inevitable. And so something that I hope that people take away from my piece is to cherish those moments and to take care of ourselves because those moments we can't get back. Once they're gone, they're gone forever. And in order to create relationships with people, we need to take the time to take care of those relationships. And so that was my piece, and my piece was called Diminishing Memories. Um, so yeah, thank you. Hello, um, my name is Diana, I'm from Goshen, and I'm a first year majoring in art and communication. Um, okay, so like Randy mentioned before, um, recycle can mean many things. And 
uh, I chose to focus on the word regenerate, uh, which is defined as to regrow or replace um, injured tissue. Uh, this piece is called Under Your Hope, drawn on loose brown paper uh, with char charcoal and um, conte. Um, my approach towards this word connecting, connected me to uh, starfishes, plants, and the human body. Uh, I paired these subjects together into one whole piece to, um, because all of, all of these living organisms is capable of regeneration in some shape or form. My exploration resulted within the sense of healing and growing, so when you look deeper into my uh, piece, you'll see that her finger is kind of cut off and on, the, uh, on her palm. Um, the model that I use is my sister Esperanza, which it translates to the word hope, uh, which is another reason for the title. Um, the image reflects upon my own interest because I feel that communicating through an image of a person helps viewers quickly kind of connect themselves to the concept of the drawing. And at first glance, it might not, you won't probably see the word regeneration within the piece, but that's kind of the point of it. You're supposed to come up with more questions than an answer, uh, which also helps uh, the viewers pay attention more to the piece and take a closer look to it. So that's my piece, thank you. Hi, everybody. <laughs> My name is Caitlin O'Neill. I'm from Rusheville, Indiana, which is about two hours south from here. Um, I'm a senior, and I'm an art major with a marketing minor. Um, I'm going to be talking about two pieces that I put into the show. My first piece is a ceramic piece, which you can see, um, and it's called Circular Economy. This piece was inspired by my friend Jace. Um, he introduced me to this website called IDEO. This website promoted a circular economy. Um, at its core, a circular economy means that products no longer have a life cycle with a beginning, middle, and end, and therefore contribute less waste and can actually add value to their ecosystem. When materials stop being used, they go back into a useful cycle, hence the circular economy. Imagine what would happen if everything was designed to be restorative and regenerative. I chose to make this vase because I wanted others to ask, what is a circular economy? And hopefully because of my vase that I made, they would look, they would look up what a circular economy is and find out more information about it. Um, I used different colors of underglazes on the vase um, to kind of show an expressive painting style, um, kind of show like my personality as an, as an artist. Um, and I painted the logo of what a circular economy is, which is the black, like, noodle-looking things on the vase. <laughs> um, <laughs> hoping that others would want to know more about what a circular economy is and how it can change the world if we all start making small steps towards what a circular economy is. And my second piece... Um, <laughs> Uh, my second piece is called Beauty and Reuse. Um, in this piece, I wanted to show the same style and concept to show that as a community, we are all connected through the relationships we have, 
the activities we are a part of, and even the world that we share um, with one another. Humans make mistakes. We harm one another through personal conflicts, wrongdoings within our neighborhoods, relationships, families, and even businesses. On top of this, we also tend to harm the environment. These mistakes make for wonderful opportunities to learn and to grow. Our active participation in harming the environment is evident, and I wanted to bring light to how recycling can be beautiful through this piece. The, world the word recycle can mean several different things, um, but the way that I interpreted the word was beauty. Being a student athlete, I drank a lot of water, and, um, or I, I drank a lot of water, um, and before I was injured, I would go through water bottles like it was my job. Um, I did the, every water bottle that I would drink, I would keep the wrapper and recycle the bottle that I drank out of. I did the same thing with any other plastic wrapper that I could find and recycle, and I wanted to show how recycling can be beautiful and it can, little steps such as like throwing a water bottle in a recycling bin can make a difference. Um, so along with the wrappers and different various plastic wrappers I used on my painting, um, I used acrylic paint and spray paint. Um, and I also used palette knives to paint on this piece. And I thought um, it was interesting to use the palette knives because um, I wanted to show a texture. And if you guys check out the painting in the basement of the library, you'll see that it's very textured. Um, I didn't really have an elaborate plan of how this painting was gonna turn out before. I kind of just started it without really thinking about what I was gonna do. Um, instead, as the painting developed, I trusted the process. Just as we all should do when we go through life, we should trust the process because we will grow from the hardships we are, we are dealt with. On a more personal level, I am trying to trust the process in my own life. I tore my ACL, which everyone can clearly see. <laughs> um, tore my ACL in my first basketball game this season. As a senior, this was very hard to accept. Not only did all my hard work of earning a starting position go out the window, but my dream of ending my basketball career with my twin sister was taken away. I painted this painting as I was going through all of this. Um, and while creating this piece, the process of creating it helped me realize how once I recover from the injury physically, mentally, and emotionally, I'll become a stronger and renewed person. I hope when you look at this painting, you will feel a connection and see that there is beauty and growth, renewal of oneself, change, or recycling in general. Thank you. So the tradition is that after this convocation, we invite you to come over and see the real pieces. They're way more impressive in, in real life. Some are small and intricate, and some are gigantic and big. So, and if it helps, I don't know that it does, but there are refreshments there also. So if you, you're all invited to follow us over to the basement of the library, go through the front doors, go down the stairs to the left, you'll actually right there where the door is, Please come in, take a look, see what your peers have done. Thank you for attending Convo today.